place with your glory, Lord. Fill our lives with your glory, Father. Father, we commit ourselves to you, Lord, everything for your glory and for your honor, Lord. We're looking for you to move, Lord. We're looking for you to speak. We're looking for you to touch our hearts and our lives, Father. Lord, we're just moved by your presence, Lord. I declare that the angel of the Lord is among us. He's moving even now to touch the hearts, to touch lives. Father, we know that you're here with us because your word said you would never leave us or forsake us, that you would be in our midst, Lord. You would be in our hearts, Lord. Let your glory fill this place. Fill every mind, Lord. Fill every place we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's turn our Bibles to Hebrews chapter 13. Also 1 Kings 18. Amen. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. I'm glad to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. With his people and in his presence. I know God has something really wonderful in store for us tonight. Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 8. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Also 1 Kings 18 and verse 21. And Elijah came unto all the people and said, How long halt ye between two opinions? If the Lord be God, follow him. But if Baal... Then follow him. And the people answered him not a word. Then said Elijah unto the people, I, even I only, remain a prophet of the Lord, but Baal's prophets are 450 men. Let them therefore give us two bullocks, and let them choose one bullock for themselves, cut it in pieces, lay it on the wood, put no fire under it, and I will dress the other bullock and lay it on wood and put no fire under it. And call ye on the name of your gods, and I will call on the name of the Lord. And the God that answered by fire, let him be God. And all the people answered and said, it is well spoken. Down to verse 36. And it came to pass at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice that Elijah the prophet came near and said, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and of Israel, let it be known this day that thou art God in Israel, that I am thy servant, and that I have done all these things at thy word. Hear me, O Lord, hear me, that this people may know that thou art the Lord God, and that thou hast turned their heart back again. Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice and the wood and the stones and the dust and licked up the water that was in the trench. And when all the people saw it, they fell on their face, and they said, The Lord, he is the God. 
the Lord, he is the God. Amen. We'll let you be seated this evening. I had something very wonderful happen today as I was doing some preparation and and uh, getting some news about my mom and things that were going on in her her body and and the night that they had had and the situation that went on that uh, it wasn't able to get much rest and so you know waking up to those that news I went in there and we gathered together with Sister Ruth and we got on our knees and began to pray and, and the Lord just come down in a real special way and and ministered to our hearts. And I got back up and I went to my chair and I went to um, actually begin to um, send out a text for prayer from the different minister brothers, minister friends, and just asking God just to call on God on the scene because I, for one, know God answers prayer. And I was reminded of another situation that had happened about, I think it's been about eight, seven, eight years ago. If I remember correctly, Sister Adriana was out at the state park, and and uh, we was enjoying a little time together with some young people out there. And I had actually been at home, you know, remember the story, but I'll go through it again for a moment. I'd actually been at at home studying for the Sunday night service, and I was going to preach on a God we could rely on. And uh, and but just things wasn't really coming together. So I told Sister Ruth, I said, let's go get some hamburger and let's take it out there to where they're playing that Frisbee golf and cook some hamburgers. And so we went out there and just as I was cooking some hamburgers, here comes Adriana down on a rip stick. And and the story is, you know, as she went down, she couldn't make the curve because she was going too fast. And we went back later. She come to the end of the the uh, the pavement there. She went to a complete stop is that that ripstick would go off the pavement and hit the dirt and she went flipping and hit her head up against a steel post and uh we rushed down to where she was at we later went back and measured she went about 25 30 feet down through there flipping through the air and, and so uh I, I got down to her, her to her side and she was laid up against that post and her head was swollen out there at her temple and uh, she was kind of making a groaning sound, and I rolled her onto her back real easy, as trying to make sure her airways was open, and, and began to talk to her. And I was just saying, Adriana, I want you to talk to Daddy. And she was just making some, some kind of groaning sounds. And, and so I, she opened her eyes for a minute, and her eyes was kind of moving around in weird uh, directions and, and was pretty much crossed. So I bowed my head and I just said, Lord, you know, we're here to enjoy a good time with some young people and we're not out here for the wrong reason. We're out here in nature and I know that you're here with us and I can declare that. And I'm asking that you would come as you did there as Brother Brandon was out there in nature and his friend was bit with a snake. and He prayed and the very effect of that snake was, was moved away in a very short time to where you go back fishing again and and I said, you're that same God today, and I need that same God. And I watched as those eyes came straight, came just perfectly straight. And she would say her first words to me, and she'd say, Daddy, I, I can't see you. And I'd bow my head again, and I'd say, hey, Lord, I've I, I seen you t take these eyes and bring them straight. Now give them sight. And her words would turn to, Daddy, I see you now. 
And I saw God answer very quickly as she would be in a state of amnesia and dirty all over and from the fall and the things that went over. And she couldn't remember anything that happened that day. She couldn't remember anything that had went on and, at all. And, and, uh, but just very quickly, we called the ambulance and, and Brother Matthew Simile, I believe, was there. And he called Brother Tim and told him what was going on. And Brother Tim would pray and that there would be not one broke bone in her body and and uh, so uh, the ambulance took about 20 minutes to get there. And as they began to load her up, you could tell her mind began to fire. And she began to remember all the things that had taken place. And so in very, just a short time, we seen God turn around a real bad situation and make it for our good. And, and so they loaded up. Sister Ruth got in the ambulance with her and, and they went to the, toward the hospital and the, some of the other brothers, Brother James Lay and their family was there, I believe, if I remember right. And, and they took some of the, ch the rest of the children and, and I went in the van following the ambulance and called my father and told him where I was going. He said, I'll meet you in Homer because we was going through Homer to go to Mendham. And I put the phone down and I, I began to praise the Lord and begin to thank him. And I was weeping and I was crying and, and just, I don't even really know how I made it to Homer, to be honest with you, but I just thanking the Lord for the thing, his mercy and his grace. And I heard my voice speak and I heard it say, what you have seen in the natural, you'll also see in the supernatural. And we saw God, and I got up Sunday night, and I, I actually testified to that. And we saw God very quickly move on the scene. And now Brother Philip is here tonight because of that very, that very situation that I was going through. God would put on my heart to speak identity crisis, and I'd preach it that Wednesday night. And not knowing that, that week, God really began to deal on his heart to come back to God. And if it wasn't the very same thing, a man who had went through a, a bad, uh, down the wrong path and found himself in a wrecked condition and found himself a spiritual amnesia, forgetting who he is, but God very quickly bringing him back to who he really was. And God did it in a supernatural way. And, and so today, you know, as I was, I was, I was praying about that, I, I got up to go to the restroom. And as I was walking through my bedroom, I was weeping and crying, asking God to move on this situation. And as I was walking through there, I heard my voice speak. Amen. I heard my voice speak and he said, didn't I give you your sermon already on Friday before you ever went through this? Jesus Christ, the same. The God who answers. And I'm looking for his answer. And we're here together as believers to see a God who answers by fire. A God who can take a moment and change a whole situation. He's already done it so many times. We've seen him move in so many ways. That he is a God who answers. He is a God who hears our cry. He is a God who hears our prayers. Amen. We would, we would look at this and we would, we would see Brother Branham talk about prayer. And he would talk about prayer as a key and the, it's the answer. Prayer changes things. Prayer changes things. As you would actually hear Elijah, he prayed. Now, God, I've done what you've said. I've done what you've instructed. Now I'm looking for you to move. And God answered his prayer. Amen. It was his prayer. And he said the prayer is the most powerful weapon that was ever put in control of human beings. There is no atomic bomb. There is no hydrogen bomb as powerful as prayer. Prayer can even change the mind of God. It did that before.
Amen. And I believe prayer is powerful tonight. And I, I believe that prayer has been lifted up on the behalf of many needs. Now, we got more needs than Sister Karen. We got here tonight that needs a touch from God. But we also have Brother Aaron that's on a trip right now, but he's been suffering in his body. We have Brother Ron that's been fight, fighting this battle of cancer. We have many other needs in our body. We got needs for uh, 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 the barren to give life. Amen. Sister Candace and Sister Esther. And you know, and as I was speaking yesterday to Brother Michael Dexter, and as they're streaming, as I understand even now, he said, you know, I just felt in my heart, he said, I feel that same unction, that same way that, and I told Bethany, I said, this is the week for miracles. And I believe we ought to get ready to receive them. Amen. It's not just an empty phrase. It's not just an empty word or a hope so or a maybe. Because I'm going to tell you, when I heard my voice speak that, every fear, every anxiety, every worry, it left. And I'm no longer looking at the situation or the circumstances. I'm looking at a promise. And his promise is, thus saith the Lord, by his stripes she's healed. Hallelujah. You know, as, as we would look here in Matthew chapter 7, ask and it shall be given. How many can say shall be given? Ask and it shall be given. You seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. And for everyone that asketh, receiveth. And he that seeketh, findeth. Now, he couldn't put this in his words if he wasn't still the same God. If he wasn't the God who would answer, who would give the answer that we are desiring, and to him that knocketh, it shall be open. Or what man is there of you whom if, if his son asked bread, would he give him a stone? Or if he asked a fish, would he give him a serpent? If ye then be an evil, know how much good, how good gifts to give good gifts unto your children. How much more shall your father, which is in heaven, give good things to them that ask of him? Amen. Hallelujah. He's a, amen. He, he's a God who answers. He answered in every situation through the Old Testament, and he answered in the situations in the New Testament. He answered just in, these, in this generation that we have lived in, and he's still the same today as he ever was. And he's going to answer our prayers. He's going to answer. There's not one unanswered prayer. I know they made a country song out of that, thank God for unanswered prayers, but there's no such a thing as an unanswered prayer. God answers every prayer. Now, they may be answered in a certain time, as we know in the book of Revelations, they will pour out those vials, which are the prayers of the saints that couldn't be answered in that time, but those prayers will be answered. Oh, hallelujah. God always answers. Jesus said, we would, otherwise, he would not say, ask, and you shall receive. Seek, and you shall find. Everyone that asks will receive. Everyone that seeks will find. Everyone that knocks, it will be open unto him. That's the only way he said, I've ever found it, that to get anything from God is to take his word and believe it and stand upon it and not let it go. Amen. God will always answer. And I want to give fair warning to the devil. You know, I got to, I was talking to Brother Andrew, you know, this week, and I, Brother Andrew Spencer, and, and, and he was, was sharing our hearts and things because, you know, let, let, me, let me let you in on something that's what's going on here. The devil hates the supernatural. 
The supernatural of God. He knows when the supernatural happens, every time he is defeated. And so anyone who stands for the supernatural, who preaches the supernatural, they're going to come under the attack of Satan. And this is exactly what is happening. Satan has tried to, as we heard Sunday, he's standing upon it, rioting, saying you can't have it, saying it ain't possible. Healing's for another day. This is for another time. It's impossible. But we're not going to back off from his rioting. We're going to stand with not empty words. We're going to stand with thus saith the Lord and stand there and God will answer with fire. Hallelujah. As I was talking to him, I said, Brother Andrew, I'm reminded of World War II. Amen. When there was a group of men that decided it was a good idea to go across the Pacific Ocean and they would take some bombs and they would bomb Pearl Harbor and they, and they, would, they would pretty much lay it to waste and they would destroy planes and destroy buildings and destroy ships and, and they'd been having their way through the Pacific and they'd been taking this island and that island and attacking this one over here and attacking, but they made the wrong choice. It's history. They made the wrong choice. Matter of fact, when they, when they finished there, they began to turn back towards Japan. And their, one of their generals said, you know, I, I'm afraid we have awakened a sleeping giant. Amen. And what ended up happening in that war, there was the only nation in history that the atomic bomb has been dropped on not once, but twice. I know it wasn't a wonderful thing and it's not something really to celebrate, but that's what exactly happened. Amen. It was war. And I'm here tonight to declare war on, the, on Satan. He has come. He has attacked the body of Jesus Christ. He has attacked. He has made his threats. He has made his boasts. But we're not going to back down to that. We're going to stand there. And we have more than our words. We have more than our own ideas. We have the atomic, the nuclear weapon, the word of God that's here. Thus saith the Lord that will disintegrate Satan's kingdom. Listen, this God is a God of preparation. He has been preparing us for this moment. When he spoke to me on Friday about this service and we started Saturday having to take her to the hospital, I figured Sunday I would be preaching. But God has prepared us for this moment, for this time to show you I am the God who answers by fire. I am the God who healeth thee. I am the God who saveth thee. I am the God who's not deaf and gone on a vacation somewhere. But I've heard your cry, your prayer. I've heard your cry, and I am come down to deliver you. Hallelujah. Amen. We have this, amen, as something we can stand on. And many times you may not even know Satan's coming. I mean, you know he's here, but you don't know when his attack's going to be, right? You don't know when it's going to happen. So many times, well, pretty much all the time, sometimes we're just taken unawares. I mean, we weren't expecting it at that moment or at that time. I thought it was very interesting. This is <laughs> very interesting today as I was driving to church. This was pretty much an unexpected attack that we've been under. And I'm driving and I'm thinking and praying. Also, down of the side of my vision, I see this snake come out on the road. Had come out on the road, and I splattered him. And I looked over Sister Ruth, and I said, "Well, I didn't even see him coming, but I still ran over him." She looked at me and she said, "Apparently, he didn't see you coming either." 
Hallelujah. I want to warn the devil one more time. I may have not have seen you coming, but you're about to get your hide run over. Because it's not my battle. This is the Lord's battle. It's not my war. This is God's battle. And apparently you don't know who you're messing with. But you're messing with a son of God, blood-bought, and not just a son, many sons, many daughters. Amen. We ought to be just like those American soldiers. When Pearl Harbor was attacked, they began to take the attack back to the enemy, and they began to move on this island. It wasn't even their land, wasn't even their people, wasn't even their kindred. But but they had such a passion, let's drive the enemy back. Let's drive the enemy back. Tonight we ought to have a passion because it is our brother. It is our land. It is what God has given us. There ought to be a cry in our heart. He attacked one of us. He attacked all of us. He attacks one message church. He attacked every message church. Hallelujah. He said, Brother Brown, I'm talking about in Moses. He said, Moses was 80 years old. He said, you might might think he was too old for God to deal with. He was an old man, unexpected in his age to be dealt with with God. He was in an unexpected place. He said, but God met him at an unexpected age and an unexpected place in an unexpected way. God didn't meet Moses the way he usually met men. He met Moses in an unusual way, in the way he chose to meet Moses. And that's the way he answers our prayer, in the way he thinks best. And his way is always right. If we ask for anything and it doesn't happen just the way we think it, that God ought to have, let it happen, then it, it might, don't let it make us lose and fall back. Let's ask God, stand firm on the word, and say it's true and receive it when he sends it. That's the way you got to believe God. It may come disguised. It may come a way you're not expecting. But no matter which way it comes, we have asked and we shall receive. God said so, and it settles it forever. Now, what if Moses said, well, I prayed for God to make me a military man. And here he comes in the burning bush. Don't make any difference how God appeared, just so he appeared. Hallelujah. And to be honest, it don't matter how he does it, just so he does it. And he's going to do it. That's all that matters as long as God comes and answers. And he will. Oh, my. Jacob was caught between two occasions. He had done some shady things, some mean things, little tricks to his father-in-law. And he was running from him and going back home to mama. And then his brother, who had done some dirty tricks too. You know, your sins will find you out. But old Jacob, he got all disturbed and perplexed and troubled. And he set his wives across the little brook, went to the other side in an unexpected place. In an unexpected time, he met God in an unexpected way. What a way to meet God in a wrestling match. Amen. But it was God. Regardless if he's in a burning bush or a wrestling match, it was God. Oh, my. The main thing, he came out different, and he came out with the blessing, and he held on to it. 
Oh, if we could do that, if we could find a spot to where we can see God, whether it's in his word, whether wherever it may be, we recognize that was God and you wrestle it out. God promised he would do it. He promised me if I would seek him, I would find him. He promised me if I would ask, it would be given and you're wrestling it out. If he promised me if I would knock, it would be open and I know his word is true. Just stand there and hold him. Don't let him go and see that it's God and he wouldn't turn it loose and neither should you. We're not turning it loose. He said, if you can lay hold your hand on something that's real, catch a vision of the uh, the omnipotent God and see his presence and hold on to it till God sends the answer back. And the blessing, he said, my, what a happen when you can see the power of a living God, something real. No matter what form he comes in, oh, we might have our own ideas, but God has a way of sending things to us, answering our prayers. He said, I believe if we could just open our eyes and be ready to send it, God is ready to send it tonight. I got a few amens off of that. Amen. He said, I believe if we would just open our eyes. How many got your eyes open? That's not what I'm talking about. Your supernatural eyes to realize, hey, we might be surrounded, but I'm surrounded by him. There's more for us than there is against us. There's angels of fire lining this building. There's walking down these aisles, each and every aisle. There's angels with swords drawn. These ain't passive angels. These are angels ready for war. They're ready for battle. They've come to do business with the devil. He held on to it. We could speak of the children of Israel, the three Hebrew children been carried away captive down in Babylon. They come to the trial. It was the darkest trial of their life. You will always have trials before you have a victory. If there's no war, there is no victory. The Hebrew children down there have been brought on a sp- to a spot. And we feel like we've been brought to a spot. <laughs> but I want you to understand, it might look terrible, it might look bad, but it's the right spot. Because it happens to be in this spot, that's where God answers. Hallelujah. The chief three of her children were brought to a spot where the king had made a declaration and was making his boast and, and this daring anybody not to bow or they're going to be thrown in the fire. But they purpose in their heart, we're not going to do what that king says. But we're instead, we're going to do what our God decrees. And they held on to it. What's the first thing you ought to turn to? What should be your refuge when a trial comes? The greatest weapon that's ever been put in the hands of mankind, prayer. It changes everything. God, let that soak into our hearts. It changes everything. 
It even changed the mind of God when he told a prophet, go tell the king he's going to die. And that king turned to the wall and said, Lord, I beseech you to consider me. I walk before you with a perfect heart. I need 15 years lo longer. And God spared his life. Prayer changes things. Oh, my. We notice that these three Hebrew children had come to a time. They said, we, we want a prayer meeting. What are we going to do? A decision had to be made. No doubt they prayed all night long. No doubt they prayed and they asked time after time. And they were had to decide, what are we going to do? Are we going to turn and bow? Are we going to just back off the promises of God? Are we going to just say, well, he didn't really mean it that way. and I'm sorry. And we just back off. No, we're not backing off. We're not turning around. Amen. I've come to a decision. Amen. God is going to answer by fire. God is going to move. Amen. You have to make that decision regardless of what's taking place, regardless of what, who's turned around, who's leaving, who's saying this, who's saying that. I don't care who goes away. I'm standing on the word of God, and I'm not backing up from it. I'm standing on it regardless of what takes place. So we're going to throw you in a fiery furnace. We're going to turn it up hotter, not bowing. We're going to make it worse, not bowing. We're going to make the symptoms worse, not bowing. We're going to make you feel worse, not bowing. We're going to make you give up, not bowing. We're going to make you say, God, don't do that no more, not bowing. We're going to make you say that the supernatural don't happen no more. Not bowing. We're going to make you say that, amen, healings ain't in the, ain't in the body no more. Not bowing. We're going to make you say cancer is going to overcome. Not bowing. We're going to make you say brain, brain bleeds is going to be your demise. We're not bowing. Hallelujah. Make your threats, O king, all you want to, but I want you to understand you're not the king. You are a king. There is the king, and the king is in the house. And when he's in the house, everything is made right. Hallelujah. I'm here to tell you, amen, it's more than just angels even here now. God is moving into his word. And he's saying, yes, hold on. I'm going to make your children worse, not bowing. I'm going to make more leave, not bowing. I'm going to make all kind of people turn against you, not bowing. I'm going to make your depression worse, not bowing. I'm going to make your anxiety worse, not bowing. I'm going to make your pain worse, not bowing. I'm going to make your barren last a little longer, not bowing. I'm standing on the word of God, and his word says, it is thus saith the Lord. We have made up our minds. If you ain't made up your mind, make it up or get out. Amen. But you want to be in a people, we want to be a people in one mind, in one accord, that the supernatural can visit us, that there's no hindrances. We're living in the days of Ananias and Sapphira. Sin is not going to be able to stay here no longer. Things that are, your lackadaisical attitudes ain't there. There's no more time for that. It's either make up your mind. Choose who you'll serve this day. If Baal be God, serve him. But if God be God, serve him. Amen. 
And if you're going to serve him, serve him with all your heart. Serve him in the music. Serve him in the worship. Serve him in your praise. Serve him in your life. Serve him in the morning. Serve him at noontime. Serve him all day long. Hallelujah. If God be God, and I say he is God, and if God is God, who can be against us? He's a God who answers by fire. Amen. We've seen the prophet of God who come in the, the Elijah in this generation. He came and he put the altar back in his place. He put the wood back in his place. All these so-called ministries that tore it all down trying to make something happen. And he brought it all back together. Stones in their place. Water separation in this place. Everything in this place. Ye whose hearts have been turned back. And we saw him service after service say, if I've told you the truth, let him come. And he came. To where even his peers had to admit, we've never seen nothing like this. And you want to go off on some little thing that somebody says that wasn't even there? Make up your mind. If God's be God, serve him. They said, King, live forever. But our God is able. <laughs> He's able to deliver us from that fiery furnace. He's able to do it. But if he doesn't, we're still not bowing. We've made up our minds. We took the way with the Lord's despised few. We want to stand true to it. That's what the church needs is stand true to the promise. Oh, my. He said he's obligated to his promise. If God's made a promise, he's obligated to it. And as long as you're Abraham's seed, he's got to answer. Hello. He's got to answer. Now, don't get any doubts in your mind. Keep them doubts away. Just stay right on the cross right now. Look right straight to the one who made the promise. I've never seen him fail yet. I've never read of him failing, and you never will either because he cannot fail. He's God. He made the promise. He made it all the way back from Genesis all the way to Revelations, and he's not going to let one promise fall. Hallelujah. The enemy was at the fiery furnace. Looked impossible. Look like they're coming to their last moments. Next morning came, said, you going to bow? No, we're not going to bow. I've had enough. Heat it seven times hotter. I didn't read of anything there of Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. I didn't even read of them blinking. Do what you got to do, King. I'm not bowing. He heated it seven times hotter. All the way down. They're walking closer. The hands are bound. 
had some strong men walking around, make sure they wouldn't jump out and run. And he's moving towards, looks like, destruction. And they walk right up. He said, you know, when we come to those places, sometimes we get nervous. He said, when somebody said, why don't you just accept your healing tonight? He said, we get nervous. Well, tomorrow, I'm still coughing. My hand's still crippled. I don't have nothing to do with it. <laughs> I don't have nothing to do with it. When you really honestly, from the depths of your heart, accept that it's a finished work that Christ did, it's finished. Did you hear that? It's finished. You're sure? You're sure it's going to be all right, Shadrach? Yeah, it's sure. I'm sure. Even though he won't deliver, if he don't deliver us, God's still God. Amen. They're walking hotter. They can feel the skin start to get hot on their face. They can feel the intense heat of the furnace, and it killed those men that were around them. Looked like the darkest hour. Sometimes God will let you get there. To where you can't hardly see the hand in front of your face. And he moves. He knows where you're standing at. He knows your next step. He knows exactly what the next move is. He knows exactly. He knows your cry before you even cry. Hallelujah. Amen. He talks about, uh, he said, I've seen cancer cases come to their almost their last breath. He said, a brother laying with arthritis recently had his hand laying real crippled up like this. And his Holy Spirit said, thus saith the Lord, you're healed. He went home and got worse. He said, I can't help it. That man didn't know me. he never seen me in his life. he never seen me before. How, how could he tell me who I was? I know by the man's talk, he's not educated. But I know there was something, a supernatural element there. Something happened. They couldn't even move the pillow. And then when they moved the pillow, he'd just scream out in pain. But he would just keep testifying, I'm healed. I'm healed. I'm healed. She said, her wife said, honey, I'm afraid you're bringing a reproach upon the very religion we believe. He said, I cannot bring a reproach. I believe in my heart that it'll happen. It got so bad till he laid on his back and his little girl was trying to put a wet rag on his face. And he felt like he's about to faint. And when he did, he looked up and he seen Christ come before him on the cross. And he said when he bowed his head to, and died... And he thought it was his last breath going and he couldn't breathe no more. And the arthritis was all through him. And he went to bow his head to die. He seen Christ's head bow down first. And all of a sudden, he gave a big leap. And out of that chair and around and around the place he went. Why? Because he kept trusting Jesus. Let me tell you, when you can't trust your friend, you can trust Jesus. When you can't trust anything around you, you can trust Jesus. You can trust him in your darkest days. You can trust him in your longest days. You can trust him no matter what situation. Sometimes we need to get real dark. But remember, in the darkest moments, Jesus comes walking by. I mean, we can talk about Mary and Martha. We've been on them for a little bit. It is a dark moment. 
All hope was gone. It seemed helpless. They'd cry. They'd pray. They'd send messenger after messenger. And it just seemed like he's just walking away further. But he heard their first cry. And it got so dark. And Jesus appeared. And he come, they come to Martha. And they said, Martha, the master has come and calleth for thee. <laughs> oh, my. I believe he's calling for every sick person here tonight. I believe he's calling for every person that's bound with some spirit. The master has come, and he's calling for you. He's the God who answers. You may think that God hadn't heard your cry. You may think daddy and mama ain't heard it. You may think that the, you know, nobody knows about it. God knows about it. You go down. Hebrew children at their last moments, at their last breaths, we're coming to the last place, the last step, and it's into the fire. Brother Branham says, pardon me. Let's turn the camera towards heaven. <laughs> oh, my God. May the camera be refocused tonight, this, this, this evening. It's been focused on your last steps and your darkness and all the things. But let's, let's turn the camera towards heaven. Let's turn it over toward, pardon me just a minute. Let's turn it towards heaven. It's been dark for us in these last few days and things have not been working right and things ain't been going right. Seemingly it's been getting darker and darker and darker. Pardon me just a minute, mom. I'm going to turn the camera just a little bit and we're going to look towards heaven. Because I remember when heaven came down on your behalf over them Germany beatings. She was battling with that, uh, that, that menstrual problem and change of life and, and going through all those things that the elderly woman would go through. And I've watched her go through that battle and I've watched her go through that battle. But pardon, the camera changed. And he said, the angel's standing by you even right now. And the one who started it is going to finish it. And as far as I know, that word hadn't changed. Oh, somebody ought to rejoice right now. That word has not changed. He's still the God who answers. Amen. I'm sure our sister Lana, I know she had a lot of dark moments, a lot of dark times, a lot of thoughts of giving up, a lot of thoughts of just saying, why don't I just lay here on this couch and die and just give up? But something on the inside of her kept pushing her forward. Said, nope, I'm not going to bow. Nope, I'm going to church tonight. Nope, I'm going to church this morning. Nope, I'm not going to bow. I'm going to sit down in my seat. I'm going to listen to the word. Nope, devil, you can say what you want. I'm not going to bow. And all the while, Jesus is walking her way. And she showed up on a Sunday morning and Jesus came in the building and he showed her, I am doing some extreme things. I have done so much in this generation. It'll be a sin for you to disbelieve. Hallelujah. We have seen the lame walk. We have seen the blind eyes come open. We have seen God moving some miraculous ways. And she came on that Sunday morning and Jesus come by her way. He's a God who answers. 
Hallelujah. I saw a lot of Sister Mariah's battle as she would battle the thoughts and, and the thinking and all the things and the darkness that she was going through. I wasn't as close as no doubt her mom and dad and her brothers were and they would see her tears and see her cry and see all the things. But there was something in her that said couldn't give up. It's kind of like they went in that World War II thing. They attacked a lot of islands and took them. But then they attacked the wrong people. Do you understand the devil attacks more than just believers? And he takes them. They surrender. They give in. They give up. And he takes them. But what he don't know is when he comes against you, it's not, you're not alone. What he didn't add into the equation in his, all of his, okay, if I move this way and I do this and I'm going to come around here, I'm going to attack right here and this is going to be their weakness moment and I'm going to take them out with this punch. He failed to add in that equation that seed gene of life on the inside of you. He failed to add that's part of God that was placed inside of you. Amen. Before the foundation of the world. That seed that was laying on the inside of you. He failed to add in that Holy Ghost that had come and germinated that seed and brought it to life. He failed to add that to his equation. He didn't realize when he started tinkering with that one, he was tinkering with some atomic power, some nuclear power that wasn't going to just sit back and say, okay, devil, I give up, surrender. No, there's going to be something on the inside that would rise up on a morning and she would hear a tape playing and a song being sung. I can, I will, I do believe. And she started writing it down and nailing it to her wall. I can, I will, I do believe. I'm not going to bow. Amen. I'm not going to turn around. I can, I will, I do believe. I can, I will, I do believe. I can, oh, is there, can you feel the pulsation? I can, I will, I do believe because I know he's going to answer by fire. I know he's going to come on the scene and destroy the enemy that's trying to destroy me. Let me turn the camera towards heaven. I can see Jesus sitting on the throne. What do you see? I see he's still on the throne. He's making intercessions on our behalf. Amen. I can see him sitting on the throne. Coming daylight, smoke's rising from the furnace. I see him down there watching. He hasn't taken his eye off the situation. He's watching. He promised that that seed would overcome, and he's watching it. All at once, a great angel comes up to his right side and stands at attention, puts his hand on his sword. It was Gabriel. Father, have you looked down there? There's a seed of Abraham down there that's under attack. They've been praying. Cries have been coming up, and now they're going to the death. Let me go, and I'll change the scene. Let me go, and I'll make it all right. Amen. He said, no, you're, you're, you're a good angel. Just stand right there. Wormwood come up and said, Father, have you looked down? He said, yeah, I've been looking. I've been watching all night. Amen. His eyes are on the sparrow. I know he watches me. I've watched them all night. They're fixing to burn those three men up. Let me go. You told me to turn loose the waters. I have control. I'll wipe it off the map. So I can hear him say, that's right. You could do that. You're a good angel. I've, you've done what I've, I've asked you to since I created you. You did too, Gabriel. But this is not your job. 
This is mine. You've done what I've told you to do since you created you. But this is not your job. This is mine. Who's walking among the candlesticks? This ain't an angel's job. This is mine. Haven't I already gave you the sermon for Wednesday night before it even happened? I am the God that answers. Just when they were ready to take their last step, I can see him stand up. His priestly robes drops around him where he'd been sitting. They're bloody, making intercession upon our confession. For he died to bring to pass everything and anything we ask. Where is our faith in him at him in him at? There he stands up, motions this way. Here comes a big white cloud by him. He steps on it, calls the east wind, north wind, south wind, and drives them like horses. Reaches up and grabs a hold of a zigzag lightning and cracks it across the sky. And before they could ever take that step into the fire furnace, he was standing there with a big palm fan keeping the blaze off of them. He was in the middle of the fire. He said, I just wanted to have an opportunity to talk to you. I wanted to bring you to this moment that I could talk to you. I gave you the promise, and I'm here to answer it. Amen. And the king said, how many did we put down in there? They said, three, O king. He said, I see four men walking around unbound and unharmed down in that fire. Hallelujah. Amen. The devil didn't realize who he was dealing with. He's not dealing with just a, a person upon the earth or some washed up person or some illegitimate child. He is talking and dealing with sons and daughters of the king, the seed of Abraham. And if he backed up that seed of Abraham, he's going to back up this seed of Abraham and that seed of Abraham and that seed of Abraham. Oh, come on, somebody. If he backed up that seed of Abraham and that seed of Abraham, he'll back up that one and that one and that one and that one and that one. one. Hallelujah. I want you to understand this battle did not come that you may be destroyed. This battle came to destroy your enemy. It came to drive that devil out of your life. Hallelujah. We fail to have time for many others, but let's bring it down to our day. We know the story. Little colored lady up in Memphis, Tennessee had a son. He went out. She tried to raise him right, tried to do what was right. And he went out, caught some kind of disease. He's laying home dying. His mama wasn't going to bow. Even though her son had sinned and even though he had done wrong and even though he had went back on the way she had, she had raised him, she wasn't bowing. Amen. No, that's my son. God gave me that boy. She began to pray. She began to call on God. <laughs> Just bear with me for a moment. But all I know, a storm began to form. Clouds begin to gather. 
Do you hear me? Over here in this little, little shack of a house down in a poor little spot in Memphis, Tennessee is a little colored lady on her knees crying out to God. And while she's praying, storm clouds are gathering. Winds are starting to blow. Trees are starting to move. Things are starting to happen. And she begins to pray and she says, Lord, I'm like that Shunammite woman. And I'm that Shunammite woman. Where is your Elijah? Because she knew Jesus Christ is the same. And if he respected a woman before because of her prayer about her son, he would do it again. That ought to put some faith in our hearts. Amen. What did it do? It started building the atmosphere. It started changing the atmospheres until where there's a plane coming across on a certain well, going a certain direction and has to come down to land because of the, of the problems and the situations. Brother Branham, he's a prophet, but he don't even know what's going on. You know, God don't show his prophets everything. And he gets out and he decides he needs to go mail some letters. He goes down to the post office and he's walking down there and he puts his letters in, I believe, and he, he starts to turn around and says, go this way. So he just starts walking. Starts walking. In his mind, my plane's going to leave me. It's going to, I need to turn back, keep walking. It's going to leave me. It's going to go. Where, where am I? Keep walking. And he's moving down. And he starts turning right and he goes down this way. Just keep walking. What was drawing him? A little prayer. <laughs> happened to be a little cutter lady leaning up against the gate because she not only prayed she believed in a God who could answer prayers and she had enough faith in her prayer to get up early in the morning and go put herself at that gate turn down this way he turns and he just keeps walking in his mind my plane's leaving it's done left and it's just over with huh? and, uh, and he's coming down he tur- turned down this way he turns and he sees this lady. He says, howdy. And she goes, howdy, parson. How'd you know I was a parson? How'd you know? She said, I was praying early this morning. And I pray, God, I'm your Shunammite. I'm like the Shunammite woman. Where is your Elijah? And I've been out here waiting for you to come. What did that? Prayer. Prayer changed atmospheres. Because this woman knew this God answers. Apparently she had some experience before in that department. This God answers. I believe we got experience in that department. How many believes that? I believe we got experience in a God who answers. She invites him into her house. He said, I've never felt more welcome in any place I've ever been in, in that little home. He said, you just felt the presence of God. And there's this little, this big, he said, this big boy laid on the bed, just groaning and moaning. And she told him the things that had went on. And he said, well, let's pray. He said, why don't you pray? And she began to pray. And she began to call out to the Lord. 
Maybe you prayed for your boy. Don't give up. Maybe you prayed for your daughter. Don't give up. Maybe you prayed for a situation that's around. Don't give up. God is still God. <laughs> he said, I, that's how he said, my, I never heard a prayer like that prayed with such sincerity. She got through, and he began to pray, and he said, Lord, you know why I'm here. You brought me to this place. Now, this man has been uh, attacked by this disease. You know the things that has happened. You know what's taking place. I ask God that you'll give him back his life. Said he began to speak, Mama, it's getting light. It's getting light. In just a few moments, he's sitting up on the side of the bed. He made his he made his goodbyes and he went out the door and ran to his plane. Last call. Got on his plane and left. All of that because one person praying. He's the God who answers. Now, we have some needs. And I'm going to do something very different. I've had it on my heart. I've had it for several weeks. It's been on me. Maybe out of the ordinary. We have needs in this body. We have needs in this message. We have one sons and daughters that needs to return. Some of them even in this building. We've got cancer that's poking its old ugly head up. We've got uh, every kind of spirit that's howling, every kind of thing that's taking place. I'm calling you to prayer. Amen. Let's pray for these needs. We have Brother Aaron that's been facing something for, a year, for about, a, about a year. A little over a year. And his body, doctors can't give no answer to it. But it, as Brother Brandon would say, he said, it's hid from the doctors, but it won't hide from God. Because he's the same. I'm going to do something. I'm going to have, if Brother Aaron's been on your heart, if you feel the need to pray for him, come right there. Sister Karen's right here. We got some barren women in this church. They're right here. We got Brother Kenneth. We got needs. We got Brother Mickey. If one person could pray and bring a plane down, I'm not interested necessarily in bringing a plane down, but I'm interested in God answering whatever it takes. He's going to answer. Brother Ron is right here as well. Brothers, you can just put on some soft music. I don't know how we'll end this service. It's not up to me. It's up to him. All I know is God's going to answer. God's going to move. Got a little boy up there in Virginia. 18, 16, 18 months old and hasn't walked. Right now, he's sitting by little Drew. There's a testimony. God answered. Not only has God answered Drew, he's going to answer that little boy. 
Receive it in the name of the Lord. He's a God that answers. We're not here to, uh, to pray a little five-minute prayer. We're here to call upon the name of the Lord. Call upon the name of Jesus for these needs. Begin to just talk to him as you would. Act, just act like you're in your little prayer call. Don't worry about nobody around you. Don't worry about anything going on around. God, we're here to bind together. Whatsoever we bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever we loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. We got Brother Kenny. We got needs. God's going to answer by fire. If God be God, let him answer. He will answer. He's here to meet every need. Father, we love you, Jesus. We praise you, Lord. There's none like you, Lord God. Just feel your presence here so strong, Lord. Moving right now in this moment, sovereign moment, God. There's those that's praying for Brother Aaron. Lord, there's those that's play, praying for Sister Karen. There's those that's praying for Brother Ron. There's those that's praying for the Baron in this church. Not only in this church, but around the world. Cancer is around the world. Every kind of disease, you're, the enemy's threatening on every side. But God, it's not uh, what we can say, it's what you have said. It's not what we can do, it's what you have done. And you promised, Lord, in your word, where two or three are gathered in my name, there you'll be. You promised, Lord, that you would answer. You promised that you would come on the scene. We've seen you answer so many ways, Lord, in this assembly already. Lord, just the doctors, even this week, reminding us of the miracle that we've witnessed, Lord. God, as you raised up a little woman, Lord, on the deathbed, not giving no hope. God, you resurrected her and you brought her to us for another year. And here the devil's come again a year later and trying to hit and trying to shout and trying to make us. But we're not backing down. We're not moving back from the promises of God. But they are yea and amen. These promises are true, Lord. There's healing for this body. There's healing right here for this need, Lord. And I lay hands upon this heart, upon this head, upon this brain. May there be anointing that swarms over this brain, Lord, to bring it back into balance into the right place. I place it upon this heart right here, right now, this blockage or whatever mass they're talking about, it be dissipated in the name of Jesus Christ. Flee from the Word of God in Jesus' name. I, I speak about Brother Aaron's, on Brother Aaron's behalf, devil. You have made him suffer long enough. You come at him long enough, but he is a servant of Christ. And we defy you in the name of Jesus Christ. You will not have liberty in our hearts. You will not have liberty to do what you want to in our bodies and upon us. But we defy you in the name of Jesus Christ. Let God's people go. Satan, let Aaron go in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. We come against you in the name of Jesus for Brother Ron Spencer. Even now, this week, having some very dark times, but in the darkest moments, Jesus is passing by. Hallelujah. We love you, Jesus. We praise you, God. There's nothing like you.
Brian's here the other day. I shared this. I want to share it with you today. Your enemy has an expiration date. You know, you go to the milk, get some milk, you look on the jar, and there's a date on it. It's been wrote for expiration, the end of its shelf life, and it's over with, and it spoils and goes bad. I want you to also know cancer has an expiration date. Brain bleeds has an expiration date. Every devil of torment has an expiration date. But you don't. No, sir, this ain't the last days for me. This is the last days for the devil. It's the last days for his torment spirit and his torment on our lives. We're about to leave this old place. But I want to tell Satan one more time, your last day's coming. Day. And one day you will have no more voice, no more thought, no more nothing. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. 
just sing that. Some glad morning we shall see Jesus in the air. Coming after you and me. Oh, some glad morning we shall see Jesus in the air. Coming after you and me. Just say hey. 